Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Kern. Well, I want to welcome to the program again, Brendan Case. Brendan, I was so excited to have you on. It was just about, I don't know, maybe to, just over a month ago, maybe close to, oh, it was 40 days ago, about 45 days ago. Yes, there's a reason why I know that. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> there's a very distinct reason why I know. It was about 40, 45 days ago that we were on uh, an interview together, and I was so struck by your appearance, your radiant glow, uh, a diminished <laughs> but more radiant Brendan that it ch- it changed my life, Brendan. You changed my oh, life just by showing up. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Please, <laughs> Jesus. I want to be like that. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Well, what a what a great goal for a life. Yeah. All you have to do is show up and yes. you're having an impact. And I that there's the ideal of the Christian life, right? Yeah, St. John Paul II said it. He said before we evangelize by word or deed, we evangelize by who we are. So just showing mm. up becomes a conduit, a portal for Christ showing up. Amen. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out, drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Okay, back to Sound Insight. Now, we want Christ to show up during this interview, so we better pray. We better be surrendered okay. to him. Now, before okay. we started, I prayed for us and the interview. And then I said, Brendan, okay, now you're on. So you're going to lead us in prayer as we get started in this interview. Okay, great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, we adore you. We magnify you. We glorify you. And we're so grateful for the gift of Jesus, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the gift of your son, that he has brought us your life, O Lord God. And he's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And the Holy Spirit has come to us to sanctify us, to make us like you, to help us, to give us everything we need to join in this divine life that Jesus has offered us, especially through the gift of the sacraments, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for all the sacraments we have received. And we pray that those graces would bear fruit in our life to lead others to Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We ask during this interview for for those that are listening and for ourselves, we ask for the intercession of the great mother of God, Mary most holy, of all the angels and saints. Pray for us, O holy ones, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brendan. That was beautiful. I received that prayer. Yes. Hallelujah. All right. So, Brendan, the last time we, we were on, like about 44 days, 45, right around there, uh, I, when I saw you, I was like, holy cow, this was like 15 pounds ago. And you said, no, 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 Tom, 110 pounds ago. And I'm like, what? Yes. Right? <laughs> it was so striking to me. And then you told the story about going to the doctors and the in the blood pressure. And it's like, no, 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 40-day fast, water fast. 
and make it missionary and intent that this is going to be mm-hmm. about sanctification and mission accomplishment. And we explored that together. Folks, if you missed that interview, you'll find a link in the description for how to watch that previous interview with Brendan. Folks, if you're listening to the radio version of this interview, go to mycatholicfaith.org. You'll find it there on that page. So, Brendan, um, sort of to encapsulate what happened in that interview, essentially we came around to the concept of impartation. And so Mm. I would love it if you can remember what we did during that last interview. Do you want to just sort of synthesize? I gave a bit of an overview. Do you want to synthesize how you took what happened in that interview? You tell me what happened on your side, because we're going to unfold a bit what happened on my side. And then I know we're going to we're going to explore the concept of asceticism, of ascesis, of penitential yes, eating. Yes. I'm like, holy yes. cow. Brendan, you got back in touch with me. He said, Tom, there's more to say. There's way more to say. Holy cow. Let's go. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So, but to tee up and just a quick, a quick little like uh, revisiting for those who missed, what happened in that yeah. first interview for you? What did you sense and see and experience during that first interview we had? Well, first of all, Tom, gee, if you're going to ask me, I'm going to be honest about what did I experience? Tom, you're an amazing man. I praise God that you are our brother. That's the first thing. If you're going to ask me what I experienced, not to piggyback off of you, but Tom, I just love being around you, brother. And uh, one of the things that happened to me in that interview is I walked away. And when you said that you were going to go on that 40 day fast. That really shook my world, Tom, um, because I started thinking about this is a message that's really important. Now, not all of us are called to a 40-day fast. I think that's really important. But we're all called to die to ourselves so that Christ might live in us. I love that scripture, Galatians 2.20. You know, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer I live, but Christ Jesus lives in me. And the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, who loved me and gave himself up for me. That concept right there, that he gave himself up. And that's what, when we're looking at anything, when it comes to what's called ascesis, which is spiritual training. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about love here. We're not talking about why Buddhists do uh, ascetical works. You know, another word is asceticism. That's the big Catholic word that we use. Um, And other religions, they have a different goal in their asceticism. They let go or they want to come to nothingness. No, we want to be filled with with the Holy Spirit. So that's, you know, for some reason, I walked away from that interview and I said, I'd really like to share more about this with with people. The joy, the joy of dying to oneself. That's an interesting concept. The joy of dying to oneself. Why? So that we can live more fully in Christ. Amen. Well, and Brendan, one of the things that jumped out at me was that I have experienced the failure of fasting. The, 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 you know, it's, I think, commonly or popularly called yo-yo dieting. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I find a, a fad or a trend in 
um, what everyone will that that gets involved in this, they won't call dieting because they know that dieting is just a failure, but they'll call it healthy eating. Like I'll come up with a system yeah. of healthy eating and it typically involves um, getting some kind of prepackaged foods or packets that are going to kind of help you cross the bridge, lose the weight, get healthy, and then you reintegrate with uh, other foods in a, in a pattern that becomes more sustainable. And mm. typically there's a bit of uh, the, 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 the energy and the commitment uh, around and the zeal to follow the program. Yeah. You achieve a certain degree of success with regards to the goals. And then various forms of support, encouragement, and accountability are involved. Then, then you, I say you, but I really mean me. I get there. I'm so excited about being there. And then I'm going to move back into my uh, normal life and start eating normally. And mm. I, let me tell you what always, what has traditionally happened as I've gone through those things, I either get sick, I get injured, or I get both. And then wow. when I get sick, injured, or both, what happens? The focus, the discipline, the the energy to maintain the healthy eating system diminishes. I go back to food in a more comfort profile and all of yes. a sudden there's the collapse and then there's the return and that's that yo-yo back. And yes. I, I will say to myself, how did I get back to this? If I ever get back to that low point again, mm -hmm. I'm going to read to myself or listen to myself, say to myself, all right, Tom, you got here. Now, here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to get sick. Mm. You're going to get injured or both is going to happen. And then you're going to go to food as a comfort. You're going to have excuses why that was okay. And then you're going to balloon back again. Don't do that. Don't do that. Double down, double down. Now's the time to fast. Now's the time to go to go hard at it again. Now's the time. So here I am. I'm 43 days in. All right. 44 days in. And you're going to be my backstop. You're going to not let me slide back. You're gonna, I'm looking for more impartation here. So I'm looking for this interview wow. to wow. be for me a another intervention from the Lord that you're going to be you just you showing up. God's going to use this not just for me Hallelujah. but for lots of other folks. You had no idea, Jesus. Brendan, what the what the meaning of this was going to be, did you? So no, again, no, I did not. <laughs> Of all the topics that I thought that Brendan Case would ever be able to share with the world, the last one would be about fasting. Is my God, with my belly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, uh, so there's a lot to say, and and it's funny because I, I don't think you or I realized how providential it was that the date that this interview is taking was yeah. in fact day yeah. forty of my water fast. So. You you don't remember this. So when we did the interview, yeah, I uh, that was like on a Thursday. I talked with my daughters the next day. Two two of my daughters at home, my oldest and my third, because they had like done a lot of like research into intermittent fasting and water fasting and um, uh, ketosis and what's that other one called? That other process that happens at. at Effigy, ethagy, esophagy. I don't it's remember the name. Esophagia, esophagia. Okay, whatever that is. No, 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 no that's not it. Well, that's yeah, whatever. God bless us all. Yeah. So there's that other like process that starts to happen where internally yes. you start like feeding on the fat rather than taking yes, yes. calories, right? And um, 
And so they were like, let's do this together. Let's go. So I'm like, well, we need a meaningful date. We need a meaningful date. So I looked and Sunday, that Sunday was going to be 40 days from there was September 8th. And we're recording this on September 8th. And September yes. 8th was meaningful to me for several yes. reasons. Number one was, well, it's the, I can give the Blessed Mother a birthday gift. That's, Amen. that's why oh, not beautiful. just give her a birthday gift, right? 40 days of water right. fasting as a, as a gift to the Blessed Mother. The second is, it is the anniversary of my mom and dad's wedding. Now, my wow. mom died six years ago, and my dad is in hospice at home. So he's close to death. And I'm like, you know what? This can be a meaningful way that I am bringing a spiritual dimension to my dad's approaching death. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. to be able to do a water fast for him and for my siblings wow. who are caring for him at home, that introduces a really key factor that made all the difference for you, which was... You know, even though I could put at the center of the bullseye, I'm fasting for my own health and well-being, mm. right? Just a a uh, a self-connected meaning, right? Which mm -hmm. doesn't have to be selfish or self-centered, but just a, right, a right. self-at-the-centered meaning. You were saying, well, no, I, I'll have that be part of it, but, but I want to have it have a missionary dimension that is, this is about others. This is about giving myself for others. Yes. And you told the story yes. of how you kind of cast into your network and were taking out photos. And so I have on my phone, my notes. And so my notes, I have my mission 40 notes. And so mission yeah, 40 notes, that's what you called it. Yeah, I call it mission 40. And so oh. on my mission 40 oh. notes, I have all of these pictures of, of, of what I did over the course of 40 days or all the days. And I took notes every day. Uh, and I took what time did I wake up in the morning? Uh, oh, what what did I weigh? And wow. uh, those were those, and then that would, and then I would reflect on at whatever the message was that came to me. And so I had at the beginning all of the photos of the missionary intentions for the mm. uh, for the fasting. But uh, I'm pause. I'm, let me stop there. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, and you know me as the host of Sound Insight. I am also letting folks know that as a realtor licensed in the state of Washington and in Idaho, I love serving Catholic families and others who are discerning a move for yourselves. It's much more than buying or selling a home. It's discerning a whole new life. If that's something that you would find uh, a help in, if I could be of service to you, please be in touch. You can find out more at drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. For folks that are hearing this, first of all, the idea of a water fast is a very different thing than, mm. oh, the post-Vatican II mode of fasting is you have one full meal, two partial meals that don't add up to another meal. You take what is sufficient rather than what satisfies and that's what fasting is. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like when I would end up telling people when I'd be out with them, no, I'm just going to have water. And then it would eventually come around to, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm fasting. Oh, how's that going? Well, I'm fasting on water alone. 
And they're mm. like, what are you doing? Are you insane? Is this healthy? Is this medically correct? Is this dangerous? Right. Yeah, what, yeah. what, 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 yeah. what's going on here? Why would you do that? And, and it, yeah. it's really striking. It's really striking. So I'll, I'll stop there. I'll just stop there and just say, you know, so that, that's sort of the, the 40, this is like a very meaningful day for us to check in uh, because mm. I did get launched in a way that 40 days was ending on the day that we're recording this interview, right. September the 8th. So uh, what, what struck you about what I've said so far? Well, Tom, what, what I'm amazed with is, first of all, we should say thank you, Mother. Thank you for saying yes to, to Jesus, for letting go, that she let go of her life. She let go of her life to take on the life of the Son of God. So I want to honor her for that, for her self-denial that she did for us. So thank you, Mother, for that. What stuck out to me, Tom, when I'm listening to you is the the brilliance of the whole thing you did of journaling. I've, I've always been one to journal. I didn't journal my experience of, of fasting or look for insights in that. Um, I did have the pictures to motivate me. Tom, I think you have a great plan, and I want to encourage you to write that down, to, to, to make us a little, you know, five pages or whatever it is, to, to be able to use your method, Tom. That, that's a really brilliant method. It's very succinct, and you have specific things that you're looking at so you can keep growing every day. That's what I got out of it. Well, you know, let's um, let's let's dive into this a little bit, because um. So this was this was day 40. This is my 40th day, but I didn't make it 40 days. Well, welcome to life. Welcome to life. So what ended up happening was I made it 21 days. Oh, awesome. And um, the reason why I ended up, I talk about learning. I ended up coming up with a list of 16 different meanings of fasting. Uh, and so, oh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, so I, I journaled, I would not only write notes, but I would also journal the experience of fasting. And so I came up with 16 meanings of fasting. Uh, I also came up with, um, reflections on what happens physiologically, spiritually, personally, relationally. And so I journaled <laughs> all of that as well. And, um, it was, it was really, it, it, it's like, wow, this was so striking to me. But um, what ended up happening was around day uh, 15, I had to fly out to Boston where my dad is and provide some like in-person support to help my mm. siblings and other family members who were caring for my dad 24-7 they just reached out to me and said, please, Tom, you've got to help us. We are just overwhelmed and exhausted. Wow, wow. And so can you do your part, please? So with Carrie, my wife's permission, I said, look, I just need to get out there, jumped on a plane. And um, what I did not appreciate was the relationship between engaging in a significant fast and the situation in life that enables that to be able to happen. And so when I was at home, I was able to protect my schedule in a way that was saying, I'm taking on an extraordinary kind of fasting right now, a water only fast. And so having a lifestyle day to day that wasn't so heavily burdened or disruptable, it enabled me 
to be able to flow. This is the crazy thing. The first 15 days of that fast were easy. It was, yeah. it was it, like, guys, hear this. 15 days yeah. on water only, it was a piece of cake. It was it just, I know that sounds using a food analogy, but it was not <laughs> nearly, it was not nearly what I thought it would be. But then what happened was it took me about 14 hours on a plane trips to make it back from my place to Boston. And that put an incredible stress on my body. Oh, yes. And then being there, I had to be attentive to my dad. And he would wake up in the middle of the night and say, it's time for breakfast. And I'm like, dad, it's two in the morning. And I just had to be up with him. And then he would fall asleep when he would fall asleep. And then he'd wake up when he'd wake up. And so there was all of this attending to him in Mm. a like complete uh, availability format. And that put, it was a beautiful gift to me, but it made the idea of like, oh, there's a rhythm to my day. Mm. That was completely disrupted. Not to mention Mm. the sort of stresses and pressures Mm. that were around my family, just dealing with my dad's diminishing condition. So by the day that I left, that was like five days later, I was feeling the impact on my body. And Mm. I just, I just, I I sensed the Lord speaking to me, uh, Tom, you have to respect the body I've given you. Yay. Yay. You have to respect your limits. You have to reverence, you have to reverence the work that I'm doing. And I give you permission to end this fast wisely. Praise God. So, so before I got back on the plane, I had done my research around if you're ending a water fast, here are the like top foods to slowly take in so that your body doesn't react badly. And um, and so I slowly brought back those foods over the next mm-hmm. day or two mm-hmm. into my life. And so I, uh, here I am at day 40, I did 21 days of the, 22 days of a water fast. And I had uh, 18 or now 19 days of um, failing, struggling, trying to go from Mm. a water fast to intermittent fasting. Yeah. And I had your idea in mind, penitential eating. And I have not done a good job. I have struggled badly. And so, so many of the fruits that I had gained, including a a significant loss of weight, well, it's coming back. And so Mm. I need you to be a hedge of, you're going to be my wall of protection here. So, so, so just to say, there's so much more to say about the fruits and insights I gained about fasting, but also the insights I've gained about the bad fruit of coming off of a fast poorly, where we need to get into ascesis. We need to dig into yeah. asceticism. Yeah. And I'm going to ask for more impartation here so that we can yes. end up with a good next step flowing from this interview for me over the next 21 days or 40 days or whatever the next thing is. So, Wow. Wow, Tom. Thanks for sharing that. I honor your humility, brother, and just speaking the truth. And I, you probably saw my my body language, my face when you said the word fail. It's funny. I, I'm sitting here and I've got my pen and got my journal opened up. And as you're talking, you know, if something comes up into my head, I'll write it down. 
And one of the things that when you first started talking is I sensed that I was going to need to speak a word of encouragement to you before you even shared, you know, that I made it 21 days. Brother, I want to encourage you that love never fails, it says in 1 Corinthians 13. Love never fails. So, brother, I want to honor you for those 21 days of loving. Because we believe as believers, when we enter into fasting, if it's if you, if it's a diet, then it's just going to benefit you, or it's not going to benefit you. It it ends, stops and ends right here if it's dieting. But this is the beauty of fasting, because only sacrificial love satisfies. You know, as I look at you, Tom, I see over your right shoulder there that beautiful crucifix. Now. Either we can look at that and we can see that is just pain and suffering and all of those things that it would be to us as fallen human beings. To us as fallen human beings, that's just pain and suffering. But to God, this is the expression of love. This is I'm giving myself for you in everything that I am. And so, brother, I think it's important. I'm not trying to take a, a, a soft pedal approach to uh, spirituality here, to the ascetical life that, you know, it's we shouldn't say, I think I only made it 21 days. Blessed be God, you, you were in the fray for 21 days, the fray of loving. So thank you. Thank you for, for all the grace that went forth for souls, for your family, for your parents, for your dad. Thanks be to God for that. Um, and I want to honor you too, brother, that as I hear this, you ask the Lord. You ask the Lord. One of the dangers of, I, as I've studied the spiritual life over the years, um, is that it can become... And I talked about this in passing in our last interview. We can see Christianity is, is, a, is a self-improvement program. That's not what this is about. This isn't about, thanks be to God for self-improvement programs, but that's not what Christianity is about. It's not about us. It's about us growing into the divine nature. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because it's so important to step back and again, look at only sacrificial love satisfies. And if it's going to be sacrificial love, we've got to look beyond ourselves. It's for the sake of others. So th that's, I, I want to share that with you, brother, if, if that's okay. Bravo to 21 days. And anybody that's listening to this, um, I want to encourage you to follow the Lord in your fast and to, to let him speak into us else we can come out of fasting Tom, just like a diet you know what happens at the end of a diet we glorify ourselves look at me how i look now we stand in front of the mirror and wow look at what i accomplished mm -hmm. um i don't think that fits in with christianity <laughs> because so, of that cross behind us so really I love what you're saying, Brendan, and it's obviously a, a, a tremendous insight there. So I got two thoughts. The first is that what you beautifully just did is um, two of those three dimensions connected to being a brother to someone else 
like one of the default things that happens if you go to men's conferences, they talk about an accountability partner, right? And that's that's a good thing. But most guys just don't know how to hold each other accountable. They're not trained in it. Yeah. They don't know how to do it. Right. They do a bad job of it. Um, but I always have, not always, I have come to the insight that loving involves not only accountability, but also support and encouragement. Yes. So not only are we supposed right. to establish a standard and put into question how other people are living and saying, you're better than that. Don't settle for less. That's accountability. Mm, mm, mm. But we're called to encourage as well to say, I'm with you. Yes. I want to acknowledge how far you've come. I want to affirm and celebrate all the good that God has done and look at all the progress you've made. And then there's the support dimension to say, I see where you're struggling. I've got your back. I'm going to be joining you and, and I've got you covered. Right. So love means doing all three of those, depending on yes. what the need is of the moment. So I really appreciate this support and encouragement. You said that word encourage right there, that you're stood with me in the, in the moment and said, Tom, I just want to just acknowledge and celebrate. Look what God did and look at how you responded to it. So that's the first thing is that, folks, when you hear this, there's a default that we typically go to. There's a by mm. temperament, personal history, personality type, we will tend towards supporting, encouraging, or holding each other accountable. So there's a bit of a blind spot often regarding the other two. And so mm. for me, I'm a naturally supportive and encouraging. I need to do a better job of holding people accountable. For instance, my wife, Carrie, she's really good at holding people accountable she needs to balance that with more support and encouragement. And so that's kind of the way that we've worked it out in our own married life, especially regarding right. parenting, is she'll tend to lead with the accountability. I tend to lead with the support and the encouragement. And we realize that, wait a minute, we have to also stretch and, and bend and grow and, and, and go beyond. So that's mm, my first mm. reflection. I have another one, but I'll pause there. Does, does this make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it... Um... In relationships, it's so important. I learned this years ago that that you get, you have support and challenge. Though those two things to hold those in balance in a relationship, and and it is so easy to jump on one over the other and not see the person in front of you. And really, what is the need of the moment? Not what do I need, but what do they really need? And it might be at the moment that they need a little kick in the fanny. Uh -huh. they, they might need uh take up your cross already pick up that cross um but my default like you would first to to be approach it from the support side and then end in the challenge and but some people start at the challenge side and then eventually hopefully go to the support yeah yep and i want to throw in that word encourage in the middle yeah you know, yeah so. encourage Yes, You're going to put yeah, that right yeah. in the middle, right? So it's it's right. Uh, it, this is actually Thomas Aquinas. I didn't make this stuff up. So Aquinas what? says that uh, in our human condition is that we are in uh, we are uh, we are people who live on the way, right? So homo viator, we're people who are on the way. And when you're on the way, you have the point of departure, you have the current situation, and then you have the point of arrival. And so that's the journey. And so. Um, when you stand at the point of arrival, you hold them accountable and say, you've got a long way to go. When you're encouraging, you're with them where they're at. And you're saying, look how far you've come. Look, you used to be at the beginning point. Look how far you've come. But let's keep going. You still have more to go. So encouragement yeah, is about yeah. being present with them where they're at. Support wow. is saying, wow. right? Support is saying, okay, look, this is where you've come from. And so I'm here so you don't fall back. 
I'm not going to let you kind of go back towards the mm-hmm. beginning. So I'll support mm-hmm. you when you're weak. I'll encourage you in the present and I'll hold you accountable towards the future. So it's loving means having all of those available in our toolkit and then bringing the right yes. one to bear in the moment. Right. Praise so God for that. It's Aquinas. You're it's Aquinas. So this. Man, I want to hire you as my coach. Come on. <laughs> So here's the second thing. I I was at Franciscan University dropping off a, a few of my kiddos for school, a freshman orientation, and they had a um, an alumni uh, soiree. And I'm not an alum, but my wife is, so I got kind of oh. stuck in on her coattails. And I was talking with a fellow who teaches at uh, Mount St. Mary in Emmitsburg. He's on the faculty of the seminary. And I was like, hey, Exodus 90. Exodus 90 started there. I don't know if you knew that. But oh, I didn't know that started there. Yeah. But I so know it started it. there because there was a, I don't know if he was a formation director or a faculty member or a spiritual director, but there were a bunch of guys struggling with internet pornography. And he's like, we got to break this. We have you in a context that is locked down. Like you've, you've been held apart from the normal pressures of the world. So we can do a rigorous 90 days. Let's break bad habits. It established virtue. So break the vices, wow. establish wow. virtue, break bad habits, establish good habits, build character. And we can do that by putting heavy burdens um, that are out of the ordinary regarding how you're going to live in order to accomplish those good things. So it was a combination mm-hmm. of cold showers, get off of technology, pray more intensively, connect with brothers along the way, and um, other sorts of things like that. Fasting too, right? So you're familiar right. with Exodus 90. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. He said, we don't support that anymore. I was like, what? And and I said, well, I said, I get it. But I said, 90 days is too long. It's too long for a typical Catholic man to embrace serious changes in terms of going to a lifestyle that's very penitential. That's really hard. I said, but I get it. I said, I contacted them and said, I recommend you do, uh, you know, uh, Exodus Lent. You do a Lenten or even better, Exodus Novena. You do a nine day Mm. thing. You know, you stay something that's much more close to people to say, I can do this. He said, well, the, the reason why was we were getting enough feedback that we were sensing and hearing that guys that were accomplishing it were falling into Pelagianism. Oh yes, that's where isn't that interesting? Yes. So definitely it's so easy. So when folks, and I I want you to talk to this. So when folks hear that word Pelagianism, what are they talking about? It's about living the life of a Christian, or in this instance, like following Jesus in a penitential path, including significant fasting or spiritual training, but doing it with my own willpower. I Mm. did this. I yes. accomplished this. Yeah. So yeah. even if it isn't like one form of fasting is I'm fasting. So I look better in the mirror, but one of the other dangers is I have become Superman and I, through my own yes. w- rugged will, I am a yes. man and I'm going to get yes. it done. So yes. talk to me about that. You know, that's, isn't that a kind of a fascinating thing about, like the self at the center of fasting where it's on me, I'm going to do it. Yes. Well, Tom, I think that that's the trap of the whole spiritual life 
is I'm going to do it. If I may, to go back to the original story, the story of the fall of Adam and Eve, I always ask this question when, when I'm teaching a lot of times around the country. Did Adam and Eve know good and evil before they fell? And the, the answer, everybody wants to say no, because they didn't eat from the knowledge, uh, uh, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes, they knew it because God said, eat of this tree over here and don't eat of this tree over there, right? So already right there, they knew good and evil. But here's the problem in the story is that we are supposed to be Christ-like. We're made in the image and likeness of God. And God wants us, as 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 through 19 says, we're to go from glory to glory to glory. And God wanted to bring them further into his divine life. He, he had more for them. So what's the problem with the story of Adam and Eve? They know that they are called to be more partakers in the godlike life. And what's the enemy say? Eat this fruit and you shall be like gods. Well, what's the lie in that? Because we're, we are called to be like God, to share this. But here's the problem with the story. Here's Pelagianism, a heresy in the church where we think by our own bootstraps, where we think by grabbing that fruit, that by grabbing something and taking it to ourselves, then we'll have it rather than the way of Jesus is this. Well, he showed us through his mother on this, her day. Let's, she shows us how the gospel works. The angel comes and says, God wants to give you this gift. And what does she say? Be it done to me according to your word. We give permission to God for the grace to come into us. And then we respond to that grace. We partner with God, no doubt. But it doesn't begin in us. It doesn't continue in us. And it doesn't end in us. It's this constant. Um, Tom, I think about this. Uh, uh, do you know, I love, I use this, the ABCs of the spiritual life. A is I can't. That's the most important place to start is I can't fast for even one day. I can't pray for one day. I can't do, do whatever you want to put in that thingamajig that you're going to do. I can't is the, that's where we need to start. B, so A, I can't B, God can. God, whatever this is that, that, I, that I'm being, being called to, being called to by grace, he has everything I need. So I can't, God can, and then see, I will let him be it done to me according to your word. And I think with fasting or any anything, honestly, in the spiritual life, there can be that trap of, look at what I have done, rather than he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. That's beautiful, Brendan. So, okay, let's 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 like mine the experience of fasting versus failing. And again, I don't mean love never fails, but uh, God's love never fails. But I fail in following. So, however we want to dig into that. But what I found was in these twenty-one days, I mentioned that boy, this fasting was so much easier than I thought. Mm. And one of the reasons was. I sensed this impartation, this grace that you prayed for me, 
And mm-hmm. I said, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm willing. So I'm willing to receive the, the word of the Lord to engage in a water fast. And then I make the determined effort, right? So the battle of prayer, the catechism mm-hmm. says, prayer is both a gift of grace and requires yes. a determined effort on our part. Yes. So my determined effort follows after and is accompanied by and is completed by, as you said, the grace of God but it still calls for a serious effort. I'm going to give a different word. It's a commitment, not a choice. Wait a minute. It's a commitment, not a choice. I made the commitment 40 days ago to enter that water fast. I made a commitment so that I wouldn't have to make a choice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, morning, noon, and night, and and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Choices are exhausting. If I have to wow. make a choice continuously to like, okay, I'm not going to eat today. Okay, no, let me, let me, let me not eat lunch today. No, 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 no. I, I've already made the commitment. Like the deepest, the deepest expression yes. of freedom is not choice; it's commitment. It's consent. Right, right. It's I've already made my choice, and so now right. I'm just living from the choice that I made. That's commitment. And so there was a beautiful grace associated with, I don't even have to worry today about making the choice to fast. I've already made a commitment. And so it took off all of that pressure and focus and energy. And it was just a matter of living what I had agreed to. Okay. Right. Right. Now, when I got to the 21 days and I was like, okay, I have to get off of this fast. My body is telling me the Lord is giving me the insight to let, let it go. And it was like all my walls fell down. And so when I got to day 22 and day 23, now I'm back and I'm like, okay, I'm going to move towards what you raised up as a vision, penitential eating. And I said, I love that. I love the idea of I can I can do a penitential way of showering, just have a cold shower, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here's the funny thing is that I started that back at Lent as part of a Lenten penance. And then the most natural thing is, oh, Easter's here, go back to warm showers. And I'm thinking, I don't have to do that. Let me just stay. And now I don't even have to make the choice anymore. It's not a choice. I've just committed to a penitential way of relating to showers. Right. Right. And then and then you can do that in every dimension of your life. If you want, you could say, I'm going to have a penitential way of relating to sleeping. I'm going to have a penitential way of relating to how I spend my time on screens. I'm going to have a penitential way of relating to, aha, here's a much bigger one, food, food. And that's where I failed. That's where when the walls broke down and I gave myself space to integrate food back into my life, I didn't have that formed character to say day to day, okay, now I was down to, I used to have like six cups of coffee a day and I would have coffee at nine or 10 at night and have no impact on me and even have to wake up in the middle of the night to take a caffeine pill to to ward off the caffeine headache. That's where I was (laughs) on day one. And by two weeks in, I was down to a half a cup of coffee in the morning. That was it. And I didn't need coffee the rest of the day or in the evening. And I could make it through the night. And that was an impact. That physiologically changed my life. Well, last night, 
I woke up at three in the morning and I had to take some caffeine pills because I had such a bad migraine, not such a bad caffeine headache, even though I had taken medication before I went to bed to ward mm. it off, it still is back. And now I had to have like a quick cup of coffee at 6.30 in the morning because the headache was still there. Mm. And it's like, okay, how have I fallen back? How have I fallen so far from where I was three weeks ago? Mm. And that's just one of the less embarrassing forms mm. of failure associated with eating. And I got to mm. tell you, Brendan, I have cried out to God, like, Lord, please, yes. please, Lord, I, I need the grace. I'm failing. I, I yes. want to, I want penitential eating. I, I want right. to honor you in, in a penitential way. I, I want to do this for the salvation of souls and for missionary purposes. But you know yes. what? The spirit is willing, but the what? The flesh is weak. The flesh is weak. Yeah. Brendan, help me out, man. Help me out. Well, first thing I would say to you, brother, if I may speak into your life and in those that are, are listening to this thing, um, that brothers and sisters, we always, I don't want to take away from what you're talking about, this big goal that we we set our hearts to. But I, I, I love the idea of Fatima. You know, the children, I really learned a lot from them about the importance of our daily duty. Just doing what's before us and to do that with love. And you're talking about a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah. This is what the insane. Heck? Yes, this is it insane. is. I mean, right? Yeah. Wow. What beautiful souls. What be but. But the thing is, is sometimes we only see the big things of, of what's I'm, I'm coming back to this thing, Tom. I'm really struggling with your word fail. And again, I'm not trying to take it easy on you. I'm not trying to do that. I, I'm trying to say this, that sometimes, yes, that 40 day goal. But really, the truth be told, it's about this moment now. How can I love sacrificially in this moment now? And if you've got that commitment of, uh, for example, right now, you might be going towards intermittent fasting, eating once a day, okay? So let, let's say it comes 12 o'clock and everybody's getting their food and, and you want to join in with them. I do not think it's such a terrible thing to say, God, I don't know if I can make it through this time. First of all, I need your grace. I can't do this. So what a wonderful place to be. What a wonderful place to be in the spiritual life of humility. Mm -hmm. we, we cannot underestimate the importance in the Christian spiritual life when it comes to humility. And then secondly, is for this moment, God, can I for five minutes, can I for five minutes delay? I think I'm going to go towards that fridge. Can I, can I walk away for five minutes? And the Holy Spirit will come to us with our aid, with his aid, with his aid, excuse me. So, so Tom, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I love the humility. I love the humility part. All right. So that's yeah, the part I'm experiencing. I, but you, I, I you think, finish your point. 
Finish your point. I, I just I just think Tom that sometimes I, I that sometimes we look at these super praise God for saints, but we each have the road in Jesus Christ in Jesus <laughs> to follow the Lord, mm-hmm. and we cannot estimate how much laying one brick at a time is building us into what does scripture say? The temple of God, the household of faith. We are being built up and it's, it's one brick at a time. And I just don't want somebody to get discouraged. Uh, I think that's such a big thing of the enemy is he is the accuser of the brethren where God, our eternal father says, come on, son, you fell, you fell, you did. And you know what? You know it. Come on, let's get back up. Let's go at this again. Or let's go at this over here now. You did 21 days of fasting from food, but now I want you to focus on this. But but what is the this always? Only sacrificial love satisfies. Mm-hmm. If we're not at that place right now where we can love sacrificially by letting go of food, what is a way I can sacrificially love right now that's the life of ascesis only sacrificial love satisfies it's very profound words i'm going to be pausing the brendan case interview right there and we're going to pick up on the remainder of the interview tomorrow uh the uh we continue on and I think you're actually going to find the last part to be the best part of the interview. How's that for a little teaser for you? Uh, but it was actually, it was, it was, again, it was another really quite profound interview that, that I um, had with, with Brendan. And, okay, here's the funny thing. I know that he was encouraging me to um, give myself permission to stay in a humble place. And, and you'll actually hear more of this tomorrow. Well, I ended up over the course of the weekend, um, we had the uh, couple of events happening here in Spokane, including um, Dr. Mary Healy was speaking at the Eucharistic Expo, and um, and we had a chance to go out to dinner afterwards. Well, everybody ate but me. Why is that? Well, I'm actually back on another 21-day water fast. <laughs> yes, if you can believe it. But it's so different than the last 21-day water fast in terms of its like purpose, its goals, and, and things of that sort. So, um, so I, you know, I, I'm kind of putting it out there. Pray for me. I'm now, as I'm sitting here on day two, finishing up day two of my water fast. And uh, I have, it, it's, it's going to be harder but it's supposed to be harder because this water fast is precisely about sacrificial love. You know, Brendan just shared only sacrificial love satisfies. And that's the intention with which I'm entering. I'm not doing this. um, I'm not doing this as a, as my previous fast for the sake of growing in holiness 
like removing blockages. And I'm not doing this to accomplish a God-given mission that's connected to like interceding for others, like offering my fast up for others. This is different. This is about being united with Christ crucified. It's about being united with Christ in a way that will crucify my flesh, those fleshly desires, but not for myself. I'm doing this for my wife and my kids. And so I let them know on Sunday that I was entering into this 21-day fast because I know that each of them will be facing the, the urges and the desires of the flesh that will push them into dangerous spiritual places, can lead them into places where they'll make decisions that will bring about a spiritual darkness or bondage through sin and can open them to demonic attacks and spiritual warfare. And I just sensed this very different profile of fasting. And so uh, even as Brendan is encouraging me, (laughs) this was encouraging me several days ago, uh, I'm back on the train. And by God's grace, I'm hoping to stay on that train. And so uh, I, I'll I, eventually I'll share more. I, I'm doing a lot more journaling around this. I did journal in the last fast, but I'm doing more journaling around this one. In any case, so tomorrow, boy, we've got a lot going on. So tomorrow I have the rest of the interview with Brendan Case. And then Sister Mary Eucharista will be on. She's going to be talking about the Eucharistic exposition and procession that happened on Sunday, going from the cathedral down through the city, and then a time of adoration. So she'll share with you some of her stories, and I'll, I'll be in the mix as well. And then on, um, on Thursday, I have an interview with Peter Herbeck. So I'm excited to share that with you. And then Friday, Carrie is going to be on. So a lot of things teed up. And then Monday, I'll be on with my our wonderful priests. And then next Tuesday, Sister Mary Eucharista is on. And then after that, at the uh, through the rest of next week, we have the fall share for Sacred Heart Radio. So, guests packing the house. All right, God bless your day. Join me tomorrow for more with Brendan Case. <laughs>